1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Do you like the
2: Edmonton Oilers off-season moves? And I'm overall probably going to give that a hard no. I don't. How about that? 58% 58% say no. Basically, balance it out, it's like 50-50. Yeah. We heard from Oilers fans in Hour 1 that say Ken Holland is dismantling the team. It looks like a bit of a dog's breakfast, I'll say that. Mm-hmm.
1: This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, Yeah.
2: Welcome to the RP Show, everybody. Thank you, Rick Regan. It is Hour 2. I'm just writing some notes down here. Bear with me. The second half kickoff is where we're at. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the UFC, Seattle Kraken Fan Club, and the official sports bar of the RP Show. We, uh, we had a comment come in here from Toledo, Ohio. I'm a good guy, Mick Gonzalez from ESPN Radio Toledo. And by the way, Rick or uh, Mick, I haven't been on your show for a long time. Let's, let's figure that one out. You've been on that show, eh, Moose? That's right. The Cheap Seats. Yeah. Mick in Toledo, Ohio, where they uh, watch our show on the Game Plus Network gets carried on the Buckeye cable carrier service. I, think, I feel like if we went to Ohio for a road trip and to do the show, we'd be very popular in Ohio. I, I feel like that. I think so. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You're going to say something? No, no. I just think we'd be popular down there. And believe me, we got some juicy stuff coming here. Because we were talking... Some, like I was saying, what's the most... Not the most annoying fan base. I said, What's the most rabid fan base in America? He said, The Leafs are at another level for expectations that are ridiculous. But Jets, Oilers, Ryder fans here in Canada, just completely irrational. You, you said it really well. Like, Leafs fans are never off the bandwagon. No. Right? They're never off. They're always on. Whereas those other Oilers, those, well, those other fan bases are just irrationally up and down, up and down. It's too much, just like a toilet seat you know too much to live with that's right and i just said what in america what fan base is like that cuz i don't live there and jeff in winnipeg says us college football fans right and somehow this morphed into who are the most arrogant fans now that's some that's finger licking good right there oh yeah cuz somebody brought up the calgary stampeder fans and the, the, the Jeff, the, Jeff the Stamps fan, com- completely got defensive. And I'll be honest, I don't mind saying it, and we got a lot of viewers in Calgary. We got sick of the Stampeders being in the Great Cup every year, but I was the first to say that's not the Stampeders' fault. It's not the Stamps' fault that they've had this excellence, but I'm just tired of seeing them. It's like the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. We all got tired of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Can you not... Agree with that? I agree. Yet it wasn't the Patriots' fault. The Stamps fans have been spoiled, and with that comes a little bit of arrogance, and that's fine. I was going to say that I know one Patriots fan, and he's like a goof, but I actually know two, and one's a really good guy. But I only know two. Yeah. Are Patriots fans arrogant? I don't know enough of them. I know, I think, right? I think there's a chance that they might be
3: very arrogant. I think they were arrogant. <laughs> I think they. I think they. They've been humbled, and the arrogance is gone, instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Monty in Saskatoon
2: says, uh, "New York Yankee fans." That's yes. Ooh. Yes, you're on to something, Monty. But how many World Series do they have? Like 27? Oh, yeah. Let's go to the big board. Can somebody tell? Well, in a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jennifer down to the fourth season says, how about just seeing Tom Brady? Ugh. Yeah, just seeing Tom Brady makes my heart flutter. Patriots or not. Bucks? Whatever. Wolverines? Don't, don't, don't hang this on Tom. He doesn't even like the Patriots. That's right. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't take an off-ramp to crazy town here. Um, oh, and they're saying Flames fans. I don't feel like I should say what jumps into my mind with Flames fans. I think they're more negative than they are positive. I think they're more off the bandwagon than they're on. And I think they have good reason to be. Yeah. I think they're 60% negative, 40% positive in Calgary. You what right. do I win? Alan, the intern, 27 World Series. And you guys thought I was
3: just a hockey and football guy. Dun, dun, dun. Just once, though, in the uh, last 20 years. Coming from the Leaf fan. 09. But then it was 2000, 99, 98, 96. Like, dominance. The Yankees. And that's what we grew up with. Or I grew up in the 90s as a kid. That's when I really got into baseball, right? Watching the Jays. And how frustrating being a Jays fan in the 90s when the Yankees win every single year. Yeah. So
2: <coughs> breaking news today, Bo Halverson writes that, and he says, just saw Corey Perry going to Tampa Bay. Really? What was he
3: driving? Jeff, uh, Jeff, Cabillus. <laughs> <Run>. <laughs> Jeff
1: Cabillus,
3: Jeff Kabilis last hour said, you know, Corey Perry just pulled the biggest heel turn going from Montreal to Tampa. Kind of reminds you a little bit of uh, Marian Hosa. Right? and Hossa. Lost the Stanley Cup with Pittsburgh. With everybody. Then goes to Chicago. Lost. And loses it to Pittsburgh. So, yeah. in that theory, Montreal's going to beat Tampa in the Stanley Cup this year. Did he end up winning with Detroit? He did end up winning one, yeah. 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 So, good uh, for him.
2: But. Regarding annoying fans, I guess. I don't know. Darren Workman's watching in Salt Lake City, Utah. And he says, University of Texas football fans. All hat, no cattle. <laughs> What song is it? I've been working on the railroad. The eyes of Texas are upon you. Which is deemed to be offensive, by the way. What? (laughs) Nice segue, by the way, to our comment from Mick in Toledo, Ohio. Watching on the Game Plus television network carried by Buckeye Cable. He says... No doubt, folks, in the United States sports landscape are keeping an eye on NHL free agency, NBA draft, and NFL camps. But the biggest story by far right now in the United States is Texas and OU leaving the Big 12 and going to the SEC. That affects other leagues and schools around the country. So I was asking, for those that didn't see it, I was asking our viewers in America, tell me what would be the um, parallel or comparison to these Loony Canadian sports fans. And college football continually comes up. Which, by the way, Clark, what did uh, Texas Longhorns say about my good friend Steve Sarkeesian? They said they were working on it, right? Oh. We're working on it. That's what the Longhorns are saying. So we've got to get Sark on. And we will. Trust me. Uh, yeah, see, now it's now it's getting into a crap-talking thing, and I don't want Like, they're trashing the Dallas Cowboys fans. They're trashing the Rams fans. Not doing that. But on the thing with OU, Oklahoma, and Texas Longhorns switching conferences, Big 12 to the SEC, I said to Darren, what would be a good, in the break here, I said, what would be a good parallel to say to our viewers in Canada to understand
3: the concept of why this is such a big deal? And I'll let you... Tell them. It's a huge deal. I mean, this is monumental land shift. And the Big Twelve losing two of their premier teams, maybe the two biggest teams, to the SEC, might crumble the entire conference. And it's a money thing because those schools now you don't recruit as much when you're not playing against those teams all the time. Um the Big Twelve is the one network or the one conference in the States that doesn't have its own television network. Right? There's an ACC network. There's an SEC network. There's no Big 12 network, although the Longhorns have their own network. I think it's part of the ESPN family of channels. But them moving conferences is such a land shift in the United States. And the only thing I can compare that to is we started by saying if Toronto, the Argonauts, moved to the XFL or signed with a spring league in the States. And I'm like, well, the you Argos. did that. Yes, because the Argos <laughs> – aren't the longhorns of Canadian football. It would be like the Riders or the Winnipeg Blue Bombers moving to the XFL or moving to the Alliance League or some spring league in the States. That's how big this is in the U.S. football landscape. Can you imagine Saskatchewan or Winnipeg saying, we're going to move and go join this other league? That would be big news every single day of that process um, all across this country. And that's what's happening in the U.S.,
2: Jenna Reagan writes in, she's in Southern California, says, XFL with a blue heart and a pink heart. That XFL just keeps coming up, hey? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. William May watching in Canada's only border city says, are they starting to pay college players down in the States? Sort of. They've allowed players to make money from their images and likenesses, correct? And names. That's right. So that's millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, From Roe Williamson, watching on YouTube, says, Pat's fan here, Patriots. He says, I would say we've been spoiled. If the Patriots did not make the Super Bowl, it was a disappointment. I think all the other team fans were jealous. That's probably what it is more than anything. Oh, yeah. You win, and what have we long said about Robert Kraft? These fans were defending Robert Kraft. He won us six Super Bowls. He can do whatever he wants. And he did. Jennifer, down at the fourth season, says, uh, loved the interview with Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Hey, it's eleven eleven by the way. Take a drink. We covered it in the Daily uh, Blitz, the warm-up. Yes. I'll say it again. One hour ago in this time slot, we do the warm-up every day. Darren has – well, actually, it's Jordan that does it now, right? He clips it, yeah. Director Jordan clips it, takes that 20 minutes, puts it on your favorite podcast platform, and you can just watch – they call it the Daily Blitz. I have no idea why Darren wanted to do that. He's <laughs> so like, why not? Because there was another one called a warm-up, probably. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. But every day, the warm up is the best 20 minutes in sports, as everybody says. So we went on the thing with Aaron Rodgers, and I were all, because Jennifer brought it up, I'll address it here. For those that missed it, the Packers quarterback has shown up to training camp. Even his best friend said he wasn't going to. And then he proceeded to pretty much take a leak all over the Packers at this news conference yesterday. And,
3: like, again, were you watching Get Up This Morning, where they played the entire clip? He told everybody who's in charge, and it's Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, he explained the whole situation. He wanted to have some say in personnel decisions. He wanted to be involved in those conversations. He said, he said nobody comes to Green Bay for vacation. They come here to play with me. And to win a Super Bowl and to be a contender. And he says he works out with stars in the offseason all across the NFL. He's like, I could be recruiting them to come to Green Bay, but they don't want me to. And he absolutely, you know, I'm with Aaron Rodgers on this. I think he should be involved in these conversations. But he's a generational talent. I don't think every player or even every star should be involved. It's, It's It's a tight thing. It's a very slippery thing. But when you're special... And Aaron Rodgers, I would put as a special player, you should have that treatment. And he basically went out and said, I want what Tom has. That's what I heard. Tom Brady has all these things. They brought in the players he wanted to Tampa. They put in the game plan he wanted. They worked nine weeks of the season to get that all sorted out before they started winning games. Aaron wants a little bit of that. And he sees somebody else getting it. And he went further to say, and I don't know if it was yesterday
2: or over the weekend Aaron Rodgers said, Green Bay is not a vacation destination. And what I read that to be is people go to Florida on vacation. People don't go to Green Bay when they got a week off. Right? He's like, I'm suffering living in Wisconsin.
3: Look at Tom. He goes to work on a boat every day. You can justify a free agent signing. They want to go to Florida or to Vegas or to California. They're not exactly clamoring to go spend time in Wisconsin. Uh, more from Mick in Toledo, Ohio. He says, Big 12 will go from getting $30 million
2: per team per year from TV revenue to getting less than $9 million. Imagine the Riders and Bombers leaving the CFL together. What would the rest of the league do? That's the situation the Big 12 is in. So, a very good uh, parallel by you on that. Thanks. Sean in Vancouver. Watching on Game Plus Television says Seahawks fans are the most delusional and arrogant fans. Very, very possible, maybe, um, but I haven't lived out by them, so I'll just, i just pass it along. I'm not going to agree or disagree. But that's not really the question, right? Right. Who is the most arrogant? What did I did I say? What was the question?
3: We started talking about fan bases, but delusional, emotional, and irrational fan base, I think. You know this, one day I'm on this team, and the next day I'm not cheering for this team anymore. One day I want, I love, I love the team, and we can win. The next day, fire the coach, fire the GM. This player needs to be traded. You know, there's some arrogant fan bases who say, well, we lost, but it doesn't matter. We're still okay. We're going to win every other game. You know, and you're annoying but you're not on the bandwagon, off the bandwagon on there's a, a difference. daily basis. There is a difference. And I guess it's those fan bases are fragile. They're a little more fragile. Damaged. Damaged and fragile. There's most. there's annoying and then there's damaged and fragile. And that's that's those fan bases. Jan in
2: Moose Jaw writes in on the Perry Mobile text line from the 690. Jan in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, says Kraken Karma. Chris Dredger's great-grandma was from Kayville, Saskatchewan. Did you know that's right down the, lo- down the road from Avonlea? Okay. It's like literally yeah. on the road to Avonlea. Wow. Regina may be Ryderville, but Saskatchewan is the home of Kayville. Go Kraken. And we put that Kraken jersey up in our in our lobby, in yes. Legends Hall. Yep. Is the winner of the
3: playoff draft going to come get it? He's been notified and has not responded. We're going to give him how many days? Two? Yeah, this <laughs> prize must be redeemed within 30 days. Or we're keeping it. Or we're keeping it.
2: Slumpbuster Podcast watching on YouTube says the Cowboys definitely fragile. Are you talking about the football team or us, the fans? Because I would... I would have some time for the argument that we're damaged as a fan base. No doubt. But I will also say that we have three Super Bowls in the color television era. Which not everybody can say. That's right. Anyways, we'll continue this discussion after the break. Mighty mouth Bryn Griffiths will be joining us from the City of Champions. This has been the second half kickoff for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network YouTube and Facebook live streaming daily and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
2: Hey, guys, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If any athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold, fellas? Do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code Fansided20. I know I talk about it every day in the podcast. But listen, we've all done it. We've all had to groom ourselves. No clunky razors that are meant for your face, or dare I say, your back, or pain in the ass, extension cords, leaning over the toilet. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 comes in a convenient size. It was specifically designed for trimming below the waist. Make it happen, guys. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Again, free shipping around the world and 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com.
1: Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob.
2: Hey, uh, welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues. Daytime sports talk coming at you on the Game Plus TV network just ahead of Bryn, Mighty Mouth Griffiths joining him from Edmonton. Uh, hey, who isn't into the Olympics? Canada continued its medal streak at the Tokyo Games with a bronze in rowing. Victorious Kaylee Filmer and Hillary Janssens of Surrey finished third in the women's pair. Toronto swimmer Penny Alexia can become Canada's most decorated Olympian with a medal in the women's 100-meter freestyle. She won gold in the event at the 2016 Rio Games. It's one of her five career medals. The event goes tonight in Canada. That's tomorrow morning in Tokyo. So something to watch there. Well, let's bring in our longtime friend, Bren Griffiths, from the Outsiders podcast. His partner, Robin Brownlee, had to beg off. Bren, I think you can handle it. How you doing, my man?
4: I think I'll be all right. I'm doing great. You Rod?
2: I'm doing well, and what I love about you is you are a Swiss Army knife. You can talk about a lot of things and talk about them all well. Can we start with the Edmonton Oilers, if you don't mind? Because our poll question yesterday was, how sure. do you feel about the Oilers' offseason moves? And it was like 50-50. So can you break the tie? Where are you on what Ken Holland's done here?
4: Well, here's the thing. What have they won in the last few years, Right. They got to get into the second and the third round with uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. So they had to shake up. I, I'm going to use a term and somebody might have to Google it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, they've got an etch a sketch and they got to shake it and they have to kind of rebuild inside what they already have. And I think that they've done that. And I look forward to seeing what, uh, what Kenny Holland's done, but I know one thing, the group they had wasn't getting it done. And uh, so now they've, they've, decided to go in a little different direction. We can break that down a little further, though, if you'd like.
2: Yeah, please do. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Okay, well, Zach Hyman immediately makes their top six more dangerous. And Zach Hyman immediately makes their bottom six more dangerous because you want to talk about a Swiss Army knife. He fits that category. Uh, I I, uh, I, really think that uh, he's going to do something that I was kind of hoping more from Zach Cassian, for example. And, uh, and that is bring it every night uh cast from my money did not do that and has not done that he's a valuable member of the organization but they needed somebody who's going to come in and uh, basically bring his lunch bucket for every single game i think that that's exactly what you're going to see out of uh out of uh, hyman and uh, so i think that he is a huge huge piece of the puzzle the problem is when you take a look at the edmonton oilers last season you break down their goaltending did their goaltending cost them no not really their goaltending was fine last season the problem is it was a little wildly inconsistent at times however look where they finished they finished strongly in uh, in the much over talked about overrated all canadian division and i also think that uh, i don't really have as much of a problem with the goaltending as a lot of people do I think Mike Smith had himself a hell of a year last year. He's going to have to duplicate that this year. Can he do it? Not really sure. Defensively, okay, Adam Larson walks away because he needed a change. The Edmonton Oilers offered exactly what Seattle did. I don't necessarily think that's a reflection on the team. Adam went through some really difficult times here. And I totally get him deciding to move on, and uh, I wish him all the best. Then you have Ethan Baer, who, and I love the kid a lot. I, I got a lot of time for Ethan. I still remember doing an interview with him at the draft. Uh, I call it the Connor McDavid draft. And he was selected last in that draft by the, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. He, uh, he's a really good kid. I just don't think uh, he played. He was played properly down the stretch. I think he played way too many minutes because of guys being banged up in that series against the Winnipeg jets. He can't play 27 minutes a game. Got to play 20, uh, And he made some horrible errors in the playoffs. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you can only play guys the right amount of time. And I think that they overplayed him. But he's moving on. And uh, he will be fine for Carolina. I thought that was a good move for the Edmonton Orthers. I just, I think for the most part, Rod, we can sit here and overanalyze. I know the fan base, and you guys are talking about fan bases being almost toxic in some cases i think it depends hang on a second where's the toxic device i have it right here i have the toxic device right here i think that with the edmonton Oilers, they've got a lot of good pieces in place now we're going to see whether duncan keith can step it up there's a lot of interesting question marks going into the season i kind of like what they did i think they had to do something because staying with the same group wasn't really going to help i think darnell nurse's situation is going to get solved pretty quick here it sounded like in the hymen media availability yesterday that uh, both Darnell Nurse and Connor McDavid had a huge impact on him coming to Edmonton. They're training with him. And I would have to think that Darnell Nurse wasn't going to overextend himself to get Zach Hyman to come to Edmonton unless he himself sees good positive things for him moving forward. So I guess we're going to see. There's a lot of question marks. I heard all the experts yesterday talk about the positives and negatives. Yeah, there's some, but uh, let's move forward and have some fun with it.
2: John Kirby in Edmonton says, I'm a little disappointed they traded Ethan Bear. That was a big shocker, but Bryn, you covered that. My thoughts are, I love Ethan. He's yeah. been in this studio. He's from here, but oh, I yeah. think it was time for a change, and I think he's going to be 25 this year. He's not a kid anymore, so it's, uh, I just think it didn't work in Edmonton. And listen, I think that Braden Holpe would have been an amazing fit with the Edmonton Oilers. I've been saying, bring him home, Ken, for two years. But Ken Holland was a goalie, as you know. So I think that he knows what he's doing, believe it or not.
4: Yeah, the other thing, too, is that when you determine that you're going to bring Mike Smith back for two years at X amount of dollars, the secondary goaltender was going to have to come in at less dollars, and that eliminated a lot of guys yesterday. So uh, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to offload the Koskinen contract on any other team, but I know one thing, whoever's going to be backing up Mike Smith is going to be have to making going to have to be making less than Mike Smith. That's just the way I see it.
2: To the CFL, and uh, we can go around the league on this, Bryn. But Jax, watching sure. on YouTube, uh, Jax is very surprised. He's watching on YouTube to hear Craig Dickinson doesn't have final say on the Rider team roster at the end of training camp. Jeremy O'Day and the team operations get that determination. That from a three-down nation. Article, So we can talk about every team's different, right? But it does not surprise. Jeremy O'Day is running every aspect of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Believe you me. And if you don't believe me, you're barking up the wrong tree. However, John Frenzy, whom you would know well, John Lynch predicted Edmonton Elks Grey Cup Championship. He did on the weekend. I put it on Twitter. Beating beating the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the Grey Cup. Is there getting to be some, um, what should I say, some elk fever, if that's a thing, rutting season? Has it started in Edmonton yet?
4: I, uh, from what I've heard, and that's a bad elk joke, uh, <laughs> I just seem to sense that there is a bit of an enthusiastic positive surge with the name change. And everybody worried very, very much about how is it going to play out. We've talked numerous times about the fact that the, the missing demographic for the Canadian Football League was basically the 25 to 40-year-olds. They were going to have to step up now, now that uh, the, all the stuff with the XFL and the Rock is basically being put on the back burner. I don't think that's done. I think it's on the back burner for now. But it's, it's time for that demographic to step up. And I think from what I'm hearing on ticket sales and uh, the enthusiasm is that, that that demographic is looking for something to go to, to have a beer at. And I, I think that they're going to do quite well off the field. Merchandising has been shockingly, they thought that there would be a surge in mer- merchandising with the Elks, but I don't think they thought it was going to be as strong as it's been. It's been uh, overwhelming. And that's that's great. So there's a lot of positives off the field. As for what we're going to see on the field, and and uh, for John to go out on a limb like that, thats that's pretty big. But when you try to break down this league and, who's going to be coming out of the woodwork and who's going to be your, your champs. That's a crapshoot, I think I just, I just don't know how anybody can handicap this race this year, having taken a year off. The other thing too, if, if, you know, I've, I've two Achilles tendons that are quite healthy for a guy who's 61. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. Well, you, I don't have to tell people in Saskatchewan what's going on with Achilles tendons, but I, I really think that we're going to see, we're going to see some big surprises. I, I think it all depends on which quarterback gets out of the gate fast. I think we're also going to have to overanalyze a little bit to say which defenses are going to be stepping up. But how can anybody handicap the race right now around the league until at least after Labor Day? But as for the enthusiasm level here, I, I'm sensing that uh, that it's they're they're on a bit of a high here, and that's a good thing.
2: Well, you're right. It is saying a lot for John Lynch to pick Edmonton because he hates them with a passion. And it is too early to oh, make yeah. any prediction. I don't want to make any predictions either, but that's... Lynch isn't afraid, as you know. Um, William May, watching and Lloyd, says, Edmonton Elks have been doing a great job of marketing their team. Uh, from James and Borden, Manitoba, says the Elks is starting to sound right. I think I like it more. I still think it should have been Elk. This isn't a service club, you know, but whatever. They didn't consult me, yeah. Uh, was, I, I,
4: I, Rod, yeah. Rod, Rod, Rod just before you go. Yeah. I just struggle with Elks. I got to be honest, but the name part, I am not struggling with. I, Brian Kelly was on with us on the outsiders a few weeks ago. And he said, look, he says, I understand the change, the name change and everything. And I'm fully supportive of it. However, when we talk about the former football team, once an Eskimo, always an Eskimo, he said, so, uh, the name change thing. There's still, there's still a bit of a tug of war with a lot of people. But I, but as for the plural part of it, I I feel more comfortable talking about elk than elks. So I agree. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: No no no. You get Mandy in Edmonton has joined the party. She says every CFL team name ends with S. Well, so what, Mandy? If every team was jumping off the, what's the bridge in Edmonton? Cliffs. Clans Kona. The witch. The bridges, the cliffs, uh, you're talking about the high level? Well, whatever. If everybody was jumping off the bridge, is that a reason to do it? I think it's like the jazz and the heat and the mammoth and the this and the that. I I would have preferred elk for that reason. But we got some time here, but Mountain Tate's watching on YouTube writes in all caps, O'Day is the GM. That is literally O'Day's job, man. He's not in charge of popcorn sales. Well, that's why they call him the general manager. They generally manage everything. But how do you feel about that? He has said he has the last say on the final cuts. And I do think every team operates differently, but O'Day's ass is on the line. He should be allowed that
4: last. I would suggest, I would strongly suggest that any coach is going to have a discussion with everybody at the end of the day. And the GM is the guy that's bringing in the talent. So I would have to think that a good GM is going to sit there, give very strong impact. And I guess, you know, where does the buck stop? It does stop with the general manager, but every good organization, there's, there, there's always these meetings, you know, you've been around long enough to know that a general manager is going to have a monstrous impact on, uh, on the, The the, what you see on the field or what you see on the ice. So I'm not surprised to hear that. That wouldn't concern me in the slightest. I would I would fully suspect that a general manager or the director of uh, player operations or however whatever the title is is going to be working with the coach and somebody has to make the final decision. I think that the big guy you hire people you hire the right people to make the call. And at the end of the day, if you have an issue, man, I hate that expression. When things come to the crunch, the general manager, if he's got a real issue with something, has got to at least say something to the head coach. There's got to be a consensus. Uh, I just don't think it's all going to be left up to the head coach. That's just the way I see it.
2: Jeff, the Stam's fan says the choices on players should be collaborative. They are collaborative. But at the end of the day, sometimes you need a tiebreaker. Have, Have we not all seen Moneyball? And it's, That was yes. a true start. I've been in those meetings. Somebody eventually has to stand up and pound the table and say, this is the way it is. And with the Saskatchewan offenders, totally it's the agree. GM. Yeah, Don't you not think Huff's doing that in Calgary over Dave Dickinson? I will guarantee he is.
4: Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I, I've had the chance to work for both the Winnipeg Jets and the Edmonton Oilers, and I've been in meetings, as you have, And there is, it's like trade deadline day. It's not just the general managers sitting down in that office and talking. The coach is in there. Frequently, the captain will be uh, given a phone call or will be involved in those discussions. There's a lot of people that are part of the organization, but somebody's got to make the final call. A good general manager, I think most GMs get a five-year reign. Most coaches get at least a three-year reign. And at the end of the day, I did it again the end of the day. I, I still believe that a good general manager wants to work with a coach, but a coach should have the final say in a lot of respects because it's his ass on the line, right? Right.
2: That's the thing. Speaking of cliches, yeah. we've yeah. run out of time, as always, far too soon. But can you give Is me yours? Is this the end of the day? Can you give me yours?
4: I can, Rod. It's great being on with you. Uh, I really appreciate being on with you. But you know what? I'm out (laughs) of (laughs) here.
2: That's how he always signs off. Where can people listen to The Outsiders, Bryn?
4: Just go to any of your favorite ear candy sites like Apple, Spotify, Deezer, any of those things, and look up The Outsiders. Robin Brownlee and I do a podcast every Monday except on the holiday long weekends. And uh, we always have a lot of fun and uh, it's, it's been great. And the, the, uh, listings, the listing audience just keeps growing. So we want to thank everybody for that and retweeting our message. And Rod, thanks. It's always great to be on with you. I love it.
2: Thank you, Brent. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a good rest of the summer.
4: All right, Rod. See ya.
2: Brent Griffiths, he's out of here. From Edmonton. I like that. He used to call Moose Jaw Warriors games the Moose Jaw Warriors on 800-CHAB. And that's what he would say at the end of the game. I'm out of here. here. (laughs) I was listening. I remember. That's good. Uh, Sports update coming up. And we will kick around all of these fun topics. We got quite a few on the table today because this is the golden corral of sports talk. A little bit of something for everybody. And today we've had college football. For the love of Pete. Oh, yeah. Uh, You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson show. Uh, Welcome back,
3: everybody. What? (laughs) I think. Do I want to know?
2: Somebody, I think, got caught by spell check. Read that. The one from Dawn. And while you do, keep the camera on both of us. (laughs) Wait
3: till (laughs) he sees his reaction. (laughs) What? Spicy. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Some would refer to it as a rooster. It's another term. What's another term for a rooster, Alex? Ding. Bob's your uncle. You're right. You got it. That comes Sports through. update. The NBA draft. What could he possibly have been trying to write? I didn't read the rest of it, okay? I haven't put it into context. <laughs> the I'll NBA draft goes tonight. At the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, the Toronto Raptors have the fourth overall pick. The last time the Raptors picked that high, they selected Hall of Famer Chris Bosh in 03. I'd say that worked out well. He won a championship with the Heat. Canada's men's soccer team faces Mexico tonight in Houston for a semifinal match at the Gold Cup. The last time the 70th-ranked Canada beat the Mexicans was in 2000, en route to its lone victory at the championship tournament for teams from North and Central America and the Caribbean. The Toronto Blue Jays are in Boston tonight to finish off a four-game set. Lefty Hin Jin Ru gets the start as the Blue Jays look to end the series with a split. The Jays finally head back to Toronto after the game and will play their first game at Rogers Center in nearly two years tonight against Kansas City. And the baseball trade deadline is fast approaching. Teams are starting to get busy. Before Friday's 4 p.m. Eastern cutoff, the Yankees made uh, Wednesday's biggest splash, reaching a deal to get all-star slugger Joey Gallo from the Texas Rangers. The 27-year-old has 25 homers this season. So far, nothing from the Toronto Blue Jays. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League. Breaking news and analysis, visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca.
3: Did you figure it out? What he was trying to write? (laughs) We're working on it. So he writes the message. I replied, excuse me? Oh, and he says, whoops, with an exclamation mark. (laughs) Using Siri. So I'm waiting for the actual explanation. But basically... Talk to text. Oh, yeah. If the winner of your playoff... Pool doesn't want that blank and sweater. The second place finisher, me, will certainly take it. Oh, he wants that. He wants jersey. that jersey. But uh, there's a word in there that got slipped in, and I'm not. Oh, yeah. anyways. He,
2: yeah. Proof. read your texts, please. Because <laughs> I, I try to read them before I read them on the air, but I, I got a lot of Ron Burgundy in me. You know what I mean? Just read the prompt. Reading the prompter. Stay classy, San Diego uh simon fudge uh watching right saying greetings from doha qatar end of the work week here and i'm in an irish pub in the middle east enjoy cheers ships ahoy my cousin chris is watching in medicine hat hi chris love you christine Happy. William May says, who needs ESPN or TSN when we have the Rod Peterson show? I completely agree. And I know the dude, John Kirby wants our take on, uh, he's asked multiple times here. I wonder what Rod's thoughts are on fully vaccinated people being allowed only at Winnipeg CFL games. I'm fully for it. You need to watch the show every day. Because I don't want to go back, there's not a remedial course here we move on but i think every cfl team if that's what it takes to get people into the building and we can play football get your shots and go what the hell and if you don't want your shots that's also fine it's personal choice but stay the hell home i think i love that the winnipeg blue bombers wade miller who's president has huge balls he put his foot down and said this is the policy if you don't like it stay home That's what I think about it. But overall, I'm over it. I'm over it. Can we announce yet that we're going to Winnipeg in a couple weeks? Can we announce it? Yeah.
3: We just did. You just did, Rod. You just did.
2: We're going there on Friday. How's my math? August 13th for the Toronto Argonauts at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And we'll be doing a live show from the Manitoba capital, Winnipeg. I'm fully vaccinated. He's fully vaccinated. I'm not telling people what to do, but you know what I know? I can go to the damn football game because I'm double vaccinated. I'm in favor of it, John in Edmonton. And by the way, why I think people enjoy this show is it is an inside look at sports. So we were asking, or they were asking earlier, is it right that the general manager of the Saskatchewan Roughriders has final say over the team's roster? Shouldn't that be the coach's thing? No, it shouldn't, I don't think. It should be the GM's necessarily, because he's ahead of the coach on the flow chart. And you know what flows downhill. So if the team sucks, you know who's going to get fired. First the coach, but eventually the GM. And Jacks on YouTube says, Mr. Peterson is right, collaboration is the word. So they do collaborate. Every team's different. But my dad, a scout for 26 years in the National Hockey League, 10 more years in the Western Hockey League. I've sat in some of those meetings, but he's told me about some of them too. They all sit around the room just like Moneyball, okay? And they're all wearing the same thing. Gray pants, black sweater, black coat. As Colby Armstrong calls it, the scout fit. It's a scout fit. They all dress the same. That's good. And they all have the leather-bound notepad. Yeah. And, for instance, this is with the Brandon Weekings when my dad was there. They'd go around after every session, and you would number the players based on their play, one, two, or three. Darren, what would you think of Terry Yake? One. What did you think of Kelly Hitchens? Oh, he's three. What did you think of Chad Silver? Yeah, three. All around the room. And then they would add that up at the end, and that's how they evaluated. That's one way of doing it. There's a lot of different ways to... You don't like when I say this. (laughs) I can't say skin a cat anymore. There's a lot of ways
3: to make the soup. He
2: doesn't want the
3: the PETA people after Do we still have the PETA photo? We never did put it up. Do you still have it, Clark? Can we put it up? We'll take a break. (laughs)
2: What do we got? What do we got here? I didn't
3: even know the... Here's your PETA photo. Stop using anti-animal language. You just found that that fast? So I I had queued him up with this a while ago. So instead of kill two birds with one stone, it's feed two birds with one scone. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of be the guinea pig, it's be the test tube. Or, you know, you always say looking up a dead horse's ass. That's not on here. But instead of beat a dead horse, it's feed a... Stop! Stop! What's wrong with beat a dead horse? The horse is already dead. Yeah, but they say feed a fed horse. No, 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 no. no, no. There's nothing offensive about beat a dead horse because the horse is already dead. Stop it. Let's make a note. It's Look at the bottom corner. It's PETA's list. It's not mine. I didn't come up with it. Anyways, that's... Come on. Come on. I'm
2: not
4: saying... (laughs)
3: Look...
2: I think we've just cracked the lid on a new topic, and we'll get into it when we come back for overtime, okay? You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at RodPeterson.com.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod.
2: Okay, thanks for holding through the break, everybody. We got to the bottom of it. We got to the bottom of what Don, our Navy friend, was trying to text us. He was trying to text the Kraken sweater and somehow was autocorrect, texted an X-rated word at us. That's what I can't figure out how autocorrect would do that. Um, but we, we're we giving the guy how many days to claim a Seattle Kraken jersey from our yeah. – or, or we're moving on. But I don't know that we're necessarily going to give it to Don.
3: No. Maybe. But maybe not. Mm. It's funny, by the
2: way, we were talking about – non-politically correct phrases and I said there's nothing wrong with beating a dead horse and by the way my brother has texted me it's blowing air up a dead horse's ass that's the phrase that you were referring to okay Okay. the horse is already dead so how is that offensive I don't understand and um Ryan watching on YouTube says they're not calling it beating a dead horse anymore they're calling it the XFL And that has riled up all of the XFL fans that are watching, which yeah, go
3: ahead. You're going to say something. No, no. I was waiting for the drum beat. Oh, you got it. it. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, boy. A debate has, has erupted in the YouTube comments section here. Ray says Jeremy O'Day should be in charge of hot dog sales. What the heck? Now people are mad about that they're not printing tickets anymore, or they are. I don't know. I don't care about any of that. I really don't. Is that what we're fighting about now? Whether you're printing tickets or getting a card? Like, what the hell? I don't even know how they're doing tickets. They're uh, emailing them or whatever. Yeah. But here's the thing with the XF. I have lost my zip for, all, for so much of this. But I look at all the viewers that have written in today, and the guys from the XFL, Mark Cast, who are retweeting clips from our show today, and you know Jenna in Southern California, and Darren in Salt Lake City, all XFL fans that have tuned into this show and strengthened what we do, and collaborated, and worked together, and it's what I think could happen for professional football in Canada if they did partner with the XFL. Let's... Why would we not want to welcome 326 million people south of the border that happen to love football? And so we wouldn't have to ask our players to take 40% pay cuts. Uh, Just to play. And I'm having a – I'm personally struggling with getting into the CFL season for my own reasons that has to do with these players that are taking these massive pay cuts and the fans – they literally don't care. You, you see it in here every day. They're writing in and they're saying, can't wait for the season. Who cares that the players aren't getting their bonuses? Who cares this? Really? That's ruined it a lot for me, but I understand that I'm in the minority. But that pro, hardcore, rabid CFL crowd that are, screw everybody else,
3: has turned me off. Yeah. And that's just me speaking. No, do you know I, where I'm coming from? I, I do. You know, it's like, you know, forget about everybody else. If we're not, it's the CFL or nothing, right? Just be a fan of the CFL. And you can be a fan of the NFL. And you can be a fan of the XFL if you want to, right? It's, you know, let's just get back to football and let's just enjoy the games. Don't worry about what's better than something else. Let's not worry about, you know, what players are getting. Let's, you know, when it comes down to football, let's just enjoy the football. And let's not worry about you being right or wrong or me being right or wrong. And all the arguing and bickering, yeah, it is a little bit of a turnoff, for sure.
2: I am officially turned off, is my point. Like, it's, yeah. somebody brings up... Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, the CFL is where my heart is. Cool. That's great for you. And you, Jeff, don't denigrate the XFL like a lot of other people. But do you know what I'm saying? The resistance to change and the fact that I'm trying to facilitate change and the things that have been said about me and hurled at me, I just lost my zip for it. That's all. Lauren in Kamloops, BC says, CFL players have rolled with everything the pandemic has dealt them. Dealt them. They just want to play. I just want to watch. And so do I. But can we get to the dang games you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It feels like it's taking forever. I know. The poll question today, by the way, is who's winning the NHL offseason for Capital Automal Universal Collision Center? Our options were Seattle, Chicago, New Jersey, or other, and running away with it is other, with forty three percent on Twitter and Facebook forty four percent. But I will say Seattle's done a pretty good job and it's interesting that they're saying they are trying to build their team through free agency, not as much through the expansion draft, a la the way the Vegas Golden Knights did. But anyways, a lot of topics there. Okay, 15 seconds they're telling me. Tomorrow, Mike abu Meshwick in studio and Ryan Ballantyne on a football Friday. Anything lastly from you, Moose? No, I'm uh, I'm good. You're good. Okay, see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, right here on Game Plus. I don't know. This is not an online
1: therapy session whatsoever. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 2 dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon.